Welcome to Current Radio's Politics Station. Please enjoy today's selection of political news. Abby, have you ever skipped a family gathering to avoid political discussions? Well, Michael, I wouldn't say I've skipped, but I've certainly mastered the art of changing the subject. Why do you ask? A recent political avoidance survey by the Harris Poll shows that over half of Gen Z and 4 in 10 millennials are doing just that. They're skipping family gatherings to dodge political debates. That's quite a difference compared to the 20% of Gen X and boomers who feel the same way. Yes, it is. The poll also found that 48% of Gen Z and millennials say they have a hard time controlling their emotions during political discussions. That's interesting. It seems like younger generations are more reserved when it comes to politics, even with their romantic partners or spouses. Right, and it's not just at family gatherings. They're also curating their social media to avoid politics and even unfollowing people based on their political content. And it seems like this avoidance extends beyond just social media. The poll found that 45% of Gen Z have even canceled or walked out of a date to avoid talking about politics. That's quite an extreme measure, don't you think? It is, but it's not just dates. People are changing the subject, avoiding the news, staying off social media, leaving rooms immediately, and even skipping hangouts with peers to avoid politics. And it seems this avoidance isn't just limited to friends. The poll found that 44% of people avoid certain family members as well. That's quite a number, but it's not all doom and gloom. The poll also found that 76% of Americans prefer that other people be open to listening to other ideas rather than agree with them. That's a silver lining. It seems that while contention is a cause for concern, most Americans are willing to engage in discussions with people who hold different viewpoints. Exactly. It's about finding common ground and being open to different perspectives. After all, that's what makes a democracy thrive, isn't it? From navigating political discussions in personal spaces, let's shift our focus to the political landscape itself. In particular, let's zoom in on the state of Georgia, where the stakes are high and the maps are about to change. So Abby, it seems Georgia's political landscape is about to undergo a seismic shift, wouldn't you say? Absolutely, Michael. The state lawmakers are set to meet next week to redraw Georgia's political maps. And it's not just a local affair. A national audience is closely watching the debate over the creation of an additional court-ordered majority black district in West Metro Atlanta. And this all comes after federal district court judge Steve Jones ruled that the maps created in 2021 diluted the voting strength of black Georgians, right? That's correct. The judge's ruling has set in motion a series of events that could significantly alter the state's political dynamics. Now the lawmakers have until December 8th to redraw the state's district lines. But it's not just about redrawing lines on a map, is it? There's a lot at stake here. This could potentially shift the balance of political power in the state. Indeed, Michael. And it's interesting to note that while Georgia has made significant strides in increasing political opportunities for black voters since the Voting Rights Act passed in 1965, Judge Jones pointed out that there were still gaps in the process. So what could this mean for the GOP, Abby? Well, it's a delicate balancing act. Black voters tend to support Democratic candidates at high rates, which means Republicans will likely lose legislative seats, but hold on to the majority in both the State House and Senate for now. 
but some Republican incumbents could find their political career on the chopping block. And that's where the real drama could unfold. It's not just about representation, but also about the balance of power. If the new maps lead to smaller GOP majorities in the State House and Senate, this could make it challenging for Republicans to pass some of the controversial base-pleasing measures. Yes, Michael. And it's important to remember that redistricting has major implications for the kinds of policies legislatures are able to advance. It could potentially lead to a more diverse and representative legislature, which could in turn lead to more accountable elected office holders. So as we watch the political power play unfold in Georgia, it's clear that the stakes are high. The redrawing of the state's legislative maps could potentially change the course of the state's politics and impact the lives of Georgians for years to come. And it's a reminder that every vote counts and every voice matters. In the end, it's about ensuring fair representation for all Georgians, regardless of political affiliation or racial identity. From the battleground of political redistricting in Georgia, we now turn our attention to another hot topic that's making waves across the nation. As we inch closer to the 2024 presidential election, it's becoming clear that economic perceptions are increasingly being colored by political affiliations. It's a fascinating interplay of numbers, narratives, and national sentiment. Stay tuned as we delve into how Democrats and Republicans are painting vastly different pictures of the same economic landscape. Abby, the economy is a hot topic, especially as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Now it seems political beliefs are coloring how Americans view the economy. That's right, Michael. Democrats and Republicans are painting vastly different pictures. Democrats see wage growth and low unemployment as signs of a strong economy. While Republicans are focusing on inflation as evidence of a weak economy. It's interesting how two parties can view the same data so differently. Exactly. And it's not just about the data, but how it's presented. Minnesota DFL party chair Ken Martin acknowledges that while the economy is doing better, people aren't feeling great about the economy. Yes, and this is reflected in recent polls. An October survey found 81% of voters in six swing states described the economy as fair or poor. Only 16% said it was good and 2% rated it excellent. And let's not forget that the economy is a major issue for voters. The same poll showed that most of those polled ranked the economy as their top issue. It's almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy, isn't it? The party in power tends to view the economy more favorably. Indiana University assistant economics professor Rupal Kamdar points out that people's future expectations are better when the president is a member of their party. And it's not just the future. Their perceptions of the past also change. It's fascinating how everything is filtered through this political lens. And it's not just about politics. People tend to view the economy through the lens of their own experiences. If you're spending a lot on education or health care, you're likely to think the inflation problem is worse than it maybe is. Exactly. And the messaging from both parties is important. Democrats are focusing on job creation and infrastructure improvements. Meanwhile, Republicans are zeroing in on the immediate effects of inflation. It's clear that perception plays a huge role in how the economy is viewed. As we approach the 2024 election, it'll be interesting to see which narrative resonates more with voters. Absolutely, Michael. The economy is a complex issue, and it's not just about the numbers. 
It's about how those numbers are presented and how they affect people's day-to-day -day lives. From the intricacies of political influence on economic perceptions, we now shift our focus to the world of technology. Let's take a look at the current happenings in the realm of artificial intelligence, specifically focusing on the tech giant NVIDIA, a company that has become a household name in this sector. Buckle up as we dive into their impressive financial performance and the challenges they face in a rapidly evolving industry. NVIDIA, the tech giant that's become synonymous with artificial intelligence, is having another impressive quarter. Revenue has tripled to a whopping $18.1 billion, largely due to their data center segment. That's right, Michael. Their data center segment is now four times as large as their other businesses combined. It's clear that NVIDIA's strong lead in the chips necessary for generative AI technologies like ChatGPT is paying off. Quite literally, Abby. The company's bottom line is surging, with adjusted operating margins hitting a record high of 64% in the fiscal third quarter. That's way above their average of 38% for the same quarter over the past five years. But it's not all smooth sailing for NVIDIA. The AI world is getting more crowded, and their dominance might be threatened as more players enter the field. It'll be interesting to see how they navigate this increasingly competitive landscape. Indeed, Abby. As the saying goes, heavy is the head that wears the crown. But for now, NVIDIA continues to rule the AI world. Only time will tell if they can maintain their lead.